Hello and welcome to Growing Pains. Growing Pains is a podcast that delves into the deeper challenges of modern parenting. My name is Ange and I'm a mum of two boys. I'll be joined by my co-host and mum of one, Sam. Today we will be talking with the owner at Anticipating Diva, Cordelia Lowe, all about being a working mum. And, you know, we all know the struggles that come with juggling work, raising a child, mum guilt, and we explore all of that in this week's episode. Enjoy. So today we're going to talk to Cordelia about being a working mum, the trials and tribulations of the juggling act of trying to be your best parent um, and also juggling your work commitments. So Cordelia... Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family? Hi, uh, thanks for having me, everyone. So, yes, I run uh, three other businesses and I also do emceeing on the side. And I do have a little Gemma. She's turning two next month. So it's been a crazy one hell of a ride. So I must say it's been fun as well. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the initial storm from going from not having kids and then suddenly your world is up turned in an instant right yeah I must say you know when they tell you a kid is born it takes a village to raise a child and your life really changed 180 like you know we, me and Sam we go way back we used to be partying and like at clubs and now we are like talking about kids and uh, which milk bottles to use and what to feed so yeah it's it's been crazy yeah definitely a yeah a new chapter of our lives right <laughs> yeah so tell us Obviously, you had Gemma. How long did you take off work or when did you go back to work after giving birth? To be very honest, I'm actually a workaholic. I think <laughs> even on the night when Gemma was born, when my like my, my contraction started, I was still like texting my girls like, hey, you need to report at this time in Maki. <laughs> and my girls was like, oh, you're going to give birth? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So honestly, I never really stopped working even throughout like the whole month of confinement at home and... I took up my first gig on New Year's Eve that, that Gemma was born on 30th November. So it's literally a day after my confinement ended. So I really never did stop working. Oh my goodness. When did you sleep? Um, every time after three hours, like in between three hours of like breastfeeding and whatnot. But yeah, somehow I managed to survive that. Now that I look back, I still don't know how I do it or no. how I did it in the first place, but Wow. Did you ever have any help at home? Confined nannies or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to be very honest, I think living in Singapore, confinement nannies are actually really important. My husband was actually pretty much against it because he was very afraid of having a stranger at home, right? And this person completely trusting this baby with like that stranger. But it all turned out really, really well. And when she left, like I was crying. I was like, no, don't leave. You know, and it was really sad. But she was so good. She was so helpful. So I was really thankful, like when she was around so after she left and it was really like oh my god so I did kind of stop work a little bit but then again COVID hit so work really like took a toll and, and kind of left hanging and all that so I must say that uh, with no helper I have a very very thankful uh, and awesome mother-in-law that I'm mm. in love with so she's been really helpful to the times when I have no help <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think you're right when you said at the start, it really does take a village mm. and everyone's village looks a little different, right? right? Yeah. So some of us have helpers, mm. others have a very large family unit that's mm. involved, others have 
you know, really close friends that yeah. they just rely on yeah. on those days when you just can't leave the house and, yeah. and do your grocery shopping or whatever because you've got that crying baby at home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like my stuff having to come to my house and work at the same time while I'm just like leching Gemma. So yeah, oh. that was quite funny as well. And then they were just like, oh, your boobs are huge now. <laughs> so when you, um, when you took that little bit of time off, do you ever think about, you know, just staying at home to take care of the kid or, you know, was it important for you to go back to work? Um, because I know for myself, when I gave birth to, to Byron that, you know, I wanted to go back to work so badly. Mm. And I think for me, working really keeps me sane. Mm. And I feel like I needed, you know, deadlines and goals and something to accomplish every day. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong. I love, I love being at home Mm. and watching him grow up, but I just needed to go back to work. So yeah. was it important for you to go back to work? You know what? You and I are so similar <laughs> on so Seriously. many levels. So I was like thinking like, even when the agency was quiet during COVID, right? We were thinking of what to do for the SI Collective. And then Circuit Breaker hit. And then we started doing deliveries. So it was funny because I was pumping while doing deliveries at the same time. And I even pumped while driving. <laughs> so yeah, I think I cannot sit down. My butt gets really itchy. Like I need to get up and move. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I, I cannot, I can't, I just cannot sit down. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I actually took 11 months off when I had my first baby. So but how do you keep so sane? It's crazy. I don't, like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I think for me, it was a real shock having a baby mm. and something that I was prepared for or I thought I was prepared for. Yeah. And then I had one of those little ones that just didn't sleep and cried a lot and yeah. it was very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but also I think part of it was it was much more kind of, normal within my friendship group and Mm. in Australia to take that one year off as maternity leave. Um, And I did learn that even if you're not working, uh, I'm really good at not working. You can still fill your day with activities that give you joy or Mm. that are about your kids Mm. um, or also, you know, kind of take on those other pursuits that you always wanted to but didn't have time to do. So, you know, such as I did a Pilates instructor course or did some volunteering. So there's other things you can do, but Mm. it's, yeah, I I really needed that time myself, Mm. but I totally understood I had several friends and similar to both of you that Mm. were just like, this isn't... um, Mm you know, this isn't what I want to do with yeah. with my choice around being a mom. So how do you, I guess that flows into the next question quite nicely, which is how are you balancing as a self-confessed workaholic, <laughs> how are you balancing the act, which is, you know, trying to be there and, and be present and have time with Gemma, but also being able to achieve our own goals, right, around mm. your work and, and your various businesses? I think I must say when I'm not working and I'm when with Gemma, I'm fully in the zone, you know? I'm really like, I'm even doing flashcards with her and that's like, like wow, some parents are like, you actually spend time to do flashcards and I really like train my hands to do it really fast. So I guess it's really a lot about time management and having that sane period when you are at home and then honestly, when you're at home with her, you cannot do anything else. So usually work kind of puts a hole and one thing I did right, I guess, for me, um, and the best thing I've done for myself was actually sleep training. So I sleep trained Gemma when she was four months. So I always am able to still do my work after eight. So, you know, when she sleeps, good night, Gemma. Okay, bye-bye. Good night, I love you. And then I'm off to do my work. So at least I know that, you know, back then before she started school, I have 
that time spent with her and if I'm working she's with my in-laws and I know that my mother-in-law takes great care of her so I can focus on my work you know and when I'm done at work I'm zoomed off back to my mother-in-law's place to spend time with her as well so I still see her like every day you know non-stop yeah, regardless so it's just kind of yeah, making space for both of those yeah, times yeah. rather than trying to mix them all up together, yeah, right? Yeah, Which yeah. has been challenging for some of us when we've been working from home and had Correct. kids at home doing Correct. home learning or yeah. whatever. It's it it impossible. Oh I just God. don't know how they do it. So like, um, not well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know how they do it. Like I'm just like just do your work. You know, I'm just like you know. Gemma's still at the age where she she's still playing. She's not really um doing homework and all that yet. So I'm not looking forward to the time where she has to start doing homework because I think I'll be doing her homework instead. So <laughs> has Gemma started school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started school. Um, she actually memorizes like her friends' names and she calls out to them, which is pretty impressive for two year. I'm very surprised myself. So yeah. So in terms of, you know, since she starts school now and you don't have any help at home, do you do all the morning pickups and after morning drop-offs and afternoon pickups? Is that all you? Um, me and my husband, I must say, my husband and I, sorry, um, he's been very, very hands-on and I'm very lucky for that. Um, he, like this morning, he was the one that sent her to school because I had, I had a meeting earlier on. So he's been really supportive as well. He's super hands-on. He's not the type that I'm going to sit back and let my wife do everything. He's so hands-on. So I'm so thankful for that. So we take turns. Or sometimes we even do it together, actually. You know, I think that's funny that you mentioned that because I think the pandemic has really opened up our eyes to an issue that has always been around, mm. which is, you know, gender equality at home because yeah. I think it is very true that women um do all the taking care of mm. the, you know take care of kids and clean and cook a little bit more than men yeah but I would understand that if they are stay-at-home mom you know if they're stay-at-home mom and they don't have a job and you know they're probably more obligated in that sense to do housework to take care of the kids to cook for the kids but now it's different when the women are also working. So you cannot expect a woman to fulfill both jobs. True. Yeah. But when people with men and women working from home, mm. I mean, personally, I feel like a lot of the responsibilities with the kid kind mm. of fall on me mm. versus my husband. However, you know, that's that could just be me. So does your husband work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he runs his own business as well. And he's also a partner at the Sai shop as well as Little Bear's house. So... We really take work even to when we sleep, you know, in that sense. But um, so we, we we really just take turns. Like, you know, okay, you need to do this for me. Okay, I'll do that for you. So yeah, that's why I think when it comes to Gemma as well, both of us are very on par. But I do see that Gemma is a little bit stickier to its daddy now. <laughs> <laughs> that will change. That will change. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Are there times, are there ways in which you kind of split up the parenting load or is it just very organic and natural and there are days where you're busier, days where your husband's busier mm. or are there things that, you know, sometimes there are things we are better at than mm. our spouses and we like to take on that kind of activity or... Mm. I, I think it's when it comes to both of us, it's really more of the education bit, like the the, the teaching bit, right? You know, like mm. and the scolding bit as well. So... We both take turns. We we we. I told my husband before that we cannot do the good cop bad cop because we don't want her to favor like favor one over the other because that's going to be problematic. So he we have established that together and that's really important. So you know if it's time if she's like throwing a tantrum, my husband will deal with it one day. If she's throwing a tantrum the next day, I will deal with it. So 
Yeah, we are pretty much on par. So I think that's really important. You cannot have a good cop, bad cop situation. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, we're both trying to be a good cops at mm. home, but you know how that goes. Oh, it's hard. I'm, I'm always the bad cop. <laughs> yeah. The, my baby would immediately run to his dad yeah. if he needs something. And he's only nine months old, so I don't know how that's going uh, to yeah, be when he's that, like two. That, that really- happened to Gemma before. I think when she when she did something wrong and I was scolding her and then she looked at my husband and then my husband was like, oh, it's okay. And then I told my husband, I was like, don't do that. Because if anything goes wrong, she'll always just look for you and she will not learn. Then he was just like, okay, 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 you're right, you're right, okay. I will not, I'll just do my own thing. <laughs> I'll just learn to ignore. <laughs> so Cordelia, um, you are an MC, a host and a model. Am I right? I don't really do modeling that much anymore. I think um, after giving birth, your body's not so forgiving. So, you know, at my own stride. (laughs) (laughs) But I do a lot more hosting now, I would say. A lot of um, hybrid events and a lot of live streams, especially right now. Mm. Would you say that your work schedule is a bit, you know, unpredictable? Yeah, I work 24-7. It's crazy. So a lot of times I'm actually unable to put Gemma to bed uh, because she sleeps at a certain timing, right? So my husband actually does that job as well. So... Yeah, so we, and sometimes if he wants to go out for drinks, I'll do, I'll take over this, the, the putting her to bed thing. So working at, when it's different when I say you are self-employed. You really got to hustle for your own money. Because if you don't work, you don't have any money. And I'm not the kind that would be like, I don't like to depend on my husband for money because I feel like I can depend on myself. So everything we do, it's like 50-50 in that sense. Yeah, so... And he understands that if I have to work, like I think for the last, other than COVID times, for the last maybe entire five years that we're together, a lot of times during New Year's Eve, I'm working. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I'm used to it. <laughs> you know, we don't spend countdowns together anymore because he, he knows that I'm such a workaholic and I want to work. Yeah. You're listening to the Honey Kids Podcast Growing Pains. I'm your host, Ange Neo. Did you know that over half a million mums and dads read Honey Kids every month? Amazing, but true. If you would like to know all the great things to do in Singapore, then you absolutely need to subscribe to our newsletter. It delivers the best of Singapore right into your inbox every week. I know Cordelia way back when she was running um, Anticipating Diva and, you know, I remember every public holiday she'd be <laughs> she'd be running events at 2 3 a.m which is all over singapore yeah and then, i mean i don't crazy. i don't know how you do it and even after you gave birth i i remember seeing you back in the scene so quickly mm. yeah. so you know have you ever had to prioritize work over your kid or your family so far i think everything really fell into place right in the sense that i couldn't even choose because covid hit so everything really kind of like just relaxed and take a step back kind of thing. So yeah, I can't really answer that question because honestly, if it wasn't COVID and then I can tell you I might have a problem, but because COVID hit, it was really like I could take a step back. I could slow down, focus on the family, you know? Yeah, yeah. there. I think there's been some real silver linings to working yeah, from home. exactly, exactly. And, you know, for me, my husband before all of um, the pandemic, of course, was traveling quite a lot for work. Mm. Um, so it's actually been amazing to yeah. have him at home yeah. for the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, Watch the growth of your kids, you know, let them see, hit the milestones. It's it's really important, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also just seeing, how about the dreaded kind of phrase around mum guilt? So, which, I, you know, there's part of me that feels in modern parenting, we mm. shouldn't really experience this anymore, right? Yeah. As 
women who are trying to work and balance children. It's just mm. a juggling act and we shouldn't mm. feel guilty about wanting to yeah. progress our careers and yeah. also being, you know, a parent. But have you experienced any mum guilt since going back to oh work? Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, just before COVID hit, I was actually supposed to do Ultra Music Festival Abu Dhabi and I was in uh, Dubai for a three-day meeting and I think this was when Gemma was only about four months old. So I was pumping every four hours <laughs> even on the flight and back then I didn't have like the smaller pumps with me I had like the spectra which is like a huge rice cooker right I was carrying it I was convenient pump- on a plane yeah, right <laughs> I was pumping next to strangers you had it mm, mm, <laughs> just next to a random stranger he's looking at me I'm just with my like my nursing cover and and, and I had to keep all my milk and I kept everything in like a ice box and pass it to like the hotel stuff and all that and I couldn't see her for three days when I was away. So I think that mum guilt really set in, you know, and then I was still pumping, trying. I think that pumping of milk, knowing that like I was still giving my baby some food was like kind of easing off that mum guilt being away from her. So yeah, that was tough. That was really tough. <laughs> what about what about like fear of missing out? You know, if you, since you have you know, ultra music festival, Korea, mm. Abu Dhabi, that you need to prioritize. Do you ever feel like the, those days when, you, when you're when traveling that you're going to miss, um, you know, a milestone or an event? Um, mm. I, think, I think that's for sure, right? I mean, that's going to happen if she's going to say something new and then you're going to miss that part. But I guess at the end of the day, I know that she still loves me as much as I still love her and I'll still be back to her kind of thing and she used to be back in my arms so I I try not to look at the fact that oh I miss this because I don't want to feel so screwed up about myself and I'm going to be really upset about it you know because I feel there's no point it's just really about like these are just tiny milestones you know wait till she earns her first buck <laughs> yeah yeah and I do think from the moment they're born they start to gradually yeah um, get independence yeah as the, and suddenly they're at that age where and I'm almost on the cusp of that with mm. my 10 year old where you know they want to spend more time with their friends they're than they do a teenager. with their exactly well we're not quite there yet oh I've yeah. got a couple more years you could um, be talking about girls <laughs> yeah so I think the mum guilt you know or the the challenge around that it just changes right mm, as yeah. they get older and it's less about missing the milestones and yeah. it's more about wanting to make sure that they still enjoy spending time yeah. with you and that yeah. you've built that foundation where yeah. you've got that strong family unit. Yeah. What advice do you have for new mums that are going back to work? Obviously, your situation has been a little unique to mm. the kind of normal working mum yeah. where you're yeah. employed by a company. You know, here, I think um, maternity leave is 14 weeks yeah. and then you're back you really – and a lot of, you know, businesses, yeah. that's it. That's all the time that you yeah. can have. There isn't flexibility. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what advice would you have for any new mums returning to the workplace? I would say always ask for help. Don't be afraid to speak up and don't think you can take this all by yourself mm. because no one is a superwoman um, like that. You really just, it, it, even if you don't need physical help, having somebody to talk to about, you know, having just fellow moms because they understand, you know, mom groups, support groups, they're actually a lot like that. Um, and now we all have social media as well. So make use make use of that in a good way. 
you know, and I think that that was really important, especially being a first mom, I was so new to everything. I was like, oh, what part of this is the, like, what's that? You know, what's, how do you use this? How do you feed that? You know, can you feed this when she's six months? So I think that having a good support group um, was really important for me being a first time mom, yeah. Do you feel like, are there any skills that you've gained from all these years of working that you can apply, um, you know, to taking care of Gemma and to being a mother? I would say having trust in your team is as good as having trust in your family members taking care of Gemma. So, you know, I realized one thing that micromanaging um, doesn't do you any good in that sense. So I, I'm actually... I, I trust my mother-in-law completely, right? So when she wants to do certain things, she's also very supportive of the certain things that I want to do. So I know that certain mother-in-laws will be like, you're going to let your baby cry out for two hours when you want to try sleep training? You know, sometimes they get a bit like, are you crazy? But it's just crying for two hours. Your baby will get past that. And look at Gemma now. She sleeps like a pea, you know? So I'm really thankful in that sense that my mother-in-law is really awesome. So I trust my in-laws and my family to take care of the things. And that's one thing I really learned from running my own businesses and trusting people to do it for me and also trusting my family members enough and my friends as well. Yeah, We do have three questions we'd mm-hmm. like to ask you that's not working mom related. The first one is, what is your worst parenting moment that you can remember? Worst parenting moment when I can remember was when I was actually holding Gemma in her a tot, you know, the one that, like, mm-hmm. the, I, I don't know what you call it. It's like a little... Um, baby lounger. Yeah, it's like a baby lounger, yeah. Um, and I was trying to transfer her. So she was only, like, I think two months. And when I was transferring her, my hand slipped. And she fell from the height of, like, a sofa, just down on the floor. But there was a mat on the floor. But still, that mom, get, mom guilt was, like, intense. Like, she was crying. But she stopped crying in 30 seconds. You know, and she was fine. I mean, obviously, we'll monitor her, no vomiting and whatnot and all that. So... But that mom guilt stayed with me and my husband did not make it any better. He was like, how could you do that to yourself? How could you drop her? How can you not see? You know, you know, and all that, that did, really didn't help. So I think that was the worst thing that I can really remember being a mom. I was like, oh my God, can I just kill myself right now? I mean, like my baby has hit his head many, many, many <laughs> times. Um, his favorite place to play is the kitchen. So mm-hmm. he's been, you know, banging his head everywhere. And oh, trust I, me, it, I it's fine. I banned Gemma from the kitchen because there's too many sharp objects. So there's a safety gate. And even now when the safety gate's open, she knows she cannot enter. She tries with her dad, but she knows when I'm around. I'm like, Gemma. And then she steps back. She knows. <laughs> it's very important. Sending boundaries. <laughs> um, we have a second question. Mm. There are three. Uh, the second question, worst parenting moment was the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one is your best parenting moment. So what is that moment that you just went, oh, this is it. This is the nirvana of having a child. Sleep training. <laughs> yes, I, I cannot agree more. <laughs> that is really like the best thing I've done for myself and as a parent also because when Gemma started sleep training at four months, right, for her to sleep by herself instead of me having to hold her and pet her and rock her and and carefully creep out of the room, hopefully not to wake her up, that was really the best moment for myself. I was like, I did myself good. It <laughs> definitely makes for a happier baby as well. Yeah, you know you know that they are sleeping definitely from like 8, 8, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So mm. And gives you some freedom moment, as yeah, well. Best parenting moment I've done for myself and as a parent. <laughs> and the last question we have for you, Cordelia, is what is the thing you wish you knew before you became a parent? 
What is one thing I wish mm, that my boobs wouldn't sag? <laughs> <laughs> it was depressing. It's like um, I don't know if they say if this is true. If you let your baby, um, your breast wouldn't sag as much because I was more of like an exclusive uh, pumping mom, and I because I needed to go all about right. I'm an out about kind of mom, so I really pumped as and when I go along, and when I stopped, the sagging of my small tits was so miserable. It's insane. I wish somebody could tell me that. I wish there's some form of non... What's the word for it? The one where you don't like... You don't do like a major op on yourself. You don't do like plastic surgery, but a non-invasive... Non-invasive. A non-invasive kind of procedure to help my boobs be an instant live. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things I think is... There's so many things and one of them is the change in your body. Yeah. That we... we you know, you hear it from other mums, but you really don't know until you've experienced right. yeah, it yourself. Especially right? when like I always had small boobs and my boobs kind of grew and... It was gigantuous um, during my breastfeeding journey. So when I thought like, you know, okay, when I'm done, it's just going to go back to its small boob size and it would not sag. Oh, girl, you're wrong. It can be small and it can sag too. (laughs) That is so sad. (laughs) Well, that takes us to the end of this week's episode. Big thank you to Cordelia for talking to us all about the challenges of being a working mum, as well as some of the joys. You can head to our site, honeykidsasia.com, for more content on being a working mum from making that difficult decision in the first place through to all the top tips when it comes to working from home as a parent, which I know a lot of us have been doing in the last few years particularly. Plus, we've also got interviews with Vanessa Yalbaga, VP of Brand for Love Benito and Mama 2, and MasterChef finalist Zephyr Eng on why it's okay to want it all as a mum. I'll make sure that the links are in the show notes to all of those articles. You can also head to our Facebook group Growing Pain Singapore to continue the conversation. See you next time.